As Unitarian Universalists, we find wisdom and inspiration in many places, Jewish and Christian scriptures and other sacred texts, the arts, science, nature, our own experiences. Our tradition keeps us open to revelation from many sources. Today's wisdom comes from Margaret Wheatley, from her book, Turning to One Another, Simple Conversations to Restore Hope to the Future. Margaret Wheatley writes, Here are some of my beliefs that motivate my actions these days. People are the solution to the problems that confront us. Technology is not the solution, although it can help. We are the solution. We, as generous, open-hearted people who want to use our creativity and caring on behalf of other human beings and all life. Relationships are all there is. Everything in the universe only exists because it is in relationship to everything else. Nothing exists in isolation. We have to stop pretending we are individuals who can go it alone. We humans want to be together. We only isolate ourselves when we're hurt by others, but alone is not our natural state. Today, we live in an unnatural state, separating ourselves rather than being together. We become hopeful when somebody tells the truth. I don't know why this is, but I experience it often. Truly connecting with another human being gives us joy. The circumstances that create this connection don't matter. Even those who work side by side in the worst natural disaster or crisis recall that experience as memorable. They are surprised to feel joy in the midst of tragedy, but they always do. We have to slow down. Nothing will change for the better until we do. We need time to think, to learn, to get to know each other. We are losing these great human capacities in this speed-up of modern life, and it is killing us. The cure for despair is not hope. It is discovering what we want to do about something that we care about. So my name is Pete Haney, and uh, I'm a member of the Justice Leadership Team, and uh, I'm here to invite all of you uh, to be part of a process of reflection and thought as we try to reimagine what it means to build the beloved community here in this congregation as a congregation and how justice work in the congregation fits into that process of building beloved community. So. Some of you may be, most of you have heard of the Peace, Justice, and Sustainability Group, which is now called the Justice Leadership Team. I want to just give you a quick overview of how this has worked in the congregation. For a long time, peace and justice work has been part of this congregation and officially on paper, we have had a justice uh, a social justice council. Uh, In the last two years or so, that council has been relatively inactive. 
and a lot of the work that was you know it was was happening through the social justice council has been happening through a relatively informal group known uh, that that was formerly known as peace justice and sustainability group now is referred to as the justice leadership team and the name change has to do with the evolving organization of the congregation as we move toward a model that separates governance from ministry with peace and justice and sustainability work as part of ministry, we are moving toward the idea of leadership teams in these different areas uh, that would report directly to the minister. When she took her leave of the congregation two weeks ago, Reverend Karen reminded us that above all, this is a congregation that shows up, right? when. Uh, when police violence has caused crises in places like Ferguson, Missouri, or even closer to home, we're out there, right? Uh, we're out there marching. When water protectors gathered at Standing Rock, some of us joined them. We went up to North Dakota. And when racist nativism boosted a far-right administration into the halls of power, we joined our local sanctuary coalition. And today... What we, what we need to think about is what it means to show up as a group. And I'd like to thank Bev, who has pointed out to us a model for a congregational, congregation-based justice ministry that we're exploring right now. And so what does that mean? And so what we're doing is we're looking at this model and we're thinking about what, what it would what we do already that corresponds to this model, what we can do that would correspond more to the model, how much of it, how much it works for us, and how it matches uh, to the needs and interests of the congregation. And, and in, that, in the interest of that, we've already started a series of conversations. I'm going to invite you uh, to join us after services just for some informal conversation over in the multi-purpose room going to be going across and getting uh, some tamales uh, from, uh, from, from our neighbors here at Sabor de Puebla. We will have that with some water. And, and then Tim uh, will be here to talk about a specific uh, campaign that is happening on the, uh, on the level of the UUA. I will be there to talk about what's going on in the congregation. And uh, we can go forward with that. So what does that mean, congregation-based justice Ministry. Can everyone see this? Okay. So a congregation-based justice ministry, first of all, congregation-based ministry is collectively chosen, right? Somehow we all participate in the process of deciding what kind of work we're doing, right? And if you think about the work that went into the, the the decision to become a sanctuary to become a supporting congregation uh, as part of the Dane Sanctuary Coalition, and then later to actually move to become a sanctuary hosting site. That's the kind of process that you might think about. And then, so it's a process of discernment and decision making based on our principles, right? And then. 
And it's also something that finds itself reflected in all aspects of our life, right? And in some ways, in everything we do, whether it's services or religious education and other aspects of ministry, the idea is that on some level, every aspect of our congregational life would reflect a commitment to social justice in some way. And then what the question is, so justice ministry, right? Justice, this involves loving action. To maintain, restore, and establish right relationship. And that means, that can mean right relationship here in, in our, our relations with ourselves, in our relationships within the congregation, in the wider community that we live in, and among communities and between cultures, right? So this is a, the idea of right, pursuing the right relationship where there, where, there, where, where there is something that doesn't look like right relationship to us trying to restore it or establish it, and where it exists, trying to maintain it and strengthen it, right? And find out what will strengthen it, right? And then finally, ministry. Which is activity that involves the gift of our unique genius by which we serve the world in response to the ultimate, to an ultimate authority, whatever it is that we understand an ultimate authority to be, right? And so that is, that is a model that is emerging uh, in congregations like ours as a way of understanding what it is to do justice ministry work. So, uh, and as a way of moving away from the idea of of activity that responds to particular problems in relation to the priorities of particular individuals and to, towards something where we are collectively thinking about what it means to build the beloved community together and making that uh, part of what we do. So as we move forward with the justice leadership team, we're going to be reaching out and talking to all of, uh, to everyone in the congregation that we can about this. And, you know, the, re the result could, uh, you know, can take many forms. At minimum, we're going to come up with a formal charge for the justice leadership team. And, you know, in terms of collectively choosing priorities, the question will be what, what that process will look like. And that's the process that we'd like to start with some informal conversations today and that we'll move forward with uh, in the next few months. So if we, and, and that is what we're trying to do. And so in a way we are trying to collectively answer the question of what it means uh, to show up together and to, to fulfill that call uh, from whatever it is we understand a higher authority to be to work for justice in this world. So I hope to 
I hope to speak to many of you. So, so you know, Beth has been involved in this process. Kelly Kearns has been involved in this process. Diane Morris, Joan Kemble, uh, Tim Corden, who many of you know, and several others of us are involved in, in this. So you will be hearing from us one way or the other. Um, also like to recognize the fact that members of the board are going through a beloved conversations uh, series of, of, of workshops and that uh, is also going to be in integrated into this. And I'm gonna also pass this on to Tim who's got uh, a specific project that involves the congregation and its relationship with the wider society that he would like to share with you. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, so most, many of you know me. Um, this is my spiritual home. And I feel a little bit fraudulent in saying that because as you know, many of you know I've been away for a while. Um, but in my heart, you will always be my spiritual home. And I will always be a member as long as I can afford to be, which you don't, you know, the dues are flexible, so that works out well. <laughs> I love you. I love looking, I, one of the reasons I, I love coming up here once in a while is just so that I can look at all of you. And um, you're beautiful. You really are. You're an amazing collection of people. And um, it's fun to watch it change and grow. So... I left here because I got a job as a social justice coordinator at the UU up the hill. And, and, um, and I'm trying my best to pull together UUs around the state. And I want to tell you a little bit about that. But first, I just want to enter with you in this moment of gratitude because it truly is relationship. As Mary pointed out in the reading, it's about relationship. We know this. It's about love. We, we don't have a chance without love, without um, really getting to know each other well. And the, pr the thing I want to talk to you about today is, a, is an opportunity to get to know each other deeper and to be part of a demonstration. Not your typical march up State Street and carry signs, as wonderful as signs and marching is. We seem to need something new, something fresh. And so I want to talk about that. But first, let me just share a moment of gratitude because I would not be here. I would not be functioning in the world the way that I'm functioning in the world, which is every day I shed a little more of my fear and I, I call on spirit to give me the strength I need to do what I'm doing, trying to find the balance. And I couldn't have done it without this beloved community. I found you in 2010, started dabbling a little bit, joined the Peace, Justice, and Sustainability Group, and slowly but surely found my voice, shed a little more fear, found my voice, shed a little more fear, got support, got encouragement. And that affirmation has helped me to really step into who I am. And I kind of like myself these days, so thank you. All right, so things are bad. I mean, like, we've, we need to really face that. This could be our last shot at turning things around. And it's going to require a dramatic reinventing of ourselves like, like 
no one seems to be even suggesting. We have to get away from how we live, how we transport ourselves, how we use plastic, how we use chemicals. We have to completely reinvent ourselves. Can I get an amen on that? Thank you. Yeah, we got to do this together. And step one in 2020 is clear vision. Step one is voting love. We will get nowhere if we continue to vote in the ways that we voted towards the path of hate and otherism, right? We all know this. Give me another amen. amen. So we're calling all humans, feminists, greens, socialists, communists, anarchists, republicans, libertarians, whatever you are, unitarian universalists, we're calling everyone and saying, first and foremost, it might not be too late. Sit with that with me for a moment. It might not be too late. But it's going to take all of us getting arm to arm, shoulder to shoulder, and resisting and building unity. Building unity is a project it's not a new group. The last thing we need is another group. We've got plenty of groups. What we need is a shared project. And that's what Building Unity is trying to do. We're trying to pull together lots of groups. This is probably too small for you to see, but I'll put it out in the lobby later. We are pulling together dozens of groups, and we're calling on um, people everywhere to vote love in a nonpartisan way. I want to stress that. Um, vote love. We're buying a motor home. We're organizing 35 weekends of car caravans in the motor home, this mobile billboard, which will be painted up with our, our message of vote love and vote for justice, vote for kindness, vote for peace. We're going to visit over 70 communities, creating events, suppers, programs, child-friendly, child-centered music, love, and we're going to listen to people. We're going to talk to people. We're going to sound the alarm that everyone needs to vote. And so this Building Unity Tour Vote Project, or BUTV, BU and another kind of TV, different. But it's about relationship, right? So we're going to be calling all cars, all hands on deck. It's a call to action that I hope you will help me with. I ask you to embrace the possibility that you can be a part of this tour. One day. Just take one day of your life. It's not a whole weekend, but it's every weekend. It might be on Saturday some, day, some weekends. It'll be on Sunday. You can follow the tour schedule on Building Unity, uh, our Facebook page in Building Unity Wisconsin on the web. Um, we need lots of people helping, showing up and being on the tour being with children, bringing food, and getting to know each other in those long car rides or bus rides to the communities around Wisconsin. So after the service, while Pete's talking about the social, uh, leading a discussion about the, I, I hate to compete with this amazing work, but there's another little small group that'll talk about really building this movement of 
voting love and defeating hate in 2020. It's, it's really time to believe with our whole hearts and our whole bodies and our whole selves that it might not be too late and that, un that this congregation has a part in making history. And I want to just invite you to consider that this is where Building Unity started, this room on a, at a sustainable Saturday night two years ago, and it's growing, and we're going to keep using this congregation and you use all across Wisconsin to you, you, the vote. Thank you. Oh, and I have um, flyers, too. I'll, I'll put them out in the hall after the service before. If you can't, if you, if you want to go to that discussion group and you want a flyer, you can have a flyer with contact information and basic information. It'll be out there. Thank you.